Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, top of the hour here, 1 o'clock on the East, 12 Central. Craig and Davis here with you until 2 o'clock Eastern. Tomorrow's show, George Kurtz will be in for me along with Davis, so make sure you stay tuned to that. We, of course, heard from Chris, the top of the hour. We have our updates here, and certainly we'll get to our headlines as well. But Davis, as Chris mentioned, the battle of, of teams that won nine games in a row, both facing off against each other in interleague play, the Yankees, have now won 10 straight games, Davis. And, you know, they're, they're still trailing the Rays, but at least they're making it interesting. They still have, I believe, six games to go against them, too. Yeah, I mean, the AL East does remain pretty much the most fascinating race in baseball. We have the Rays with 77 wins, the Yankees four games back with 73, the Red Sox six and a half games back. Doesn't look, unfortunately, like my Blue Jays are going to get it done. I mean, look, they're they're having a great season. They're 65 and 58. The offense has been good. Robbie Ray, I mean, will Robbie Ray win the American League Cy Young? I don't know. You know, I think that uh I think like, he's been he's been good enough. And the rest of the American League, what a what a bummer for for the rest of the American League. The Angels with a losing record, the Mariners are losing steam. They're now uh three games back of the second wild card. Uh, the the Athletics are right up there. You know, the Red Sox and versus the Athletics, that one's going to be very fascinating. And then, you know, uh, I, I guess I, I don't know if the Mets won last night or lost or if they even played, but I am <laughs> sitting here looking at the standings page on the graphs and I'm seeing a losing record for the New York Mets. And I know, I know I'll, I'll, I'll have to pay for this later in the show. Brett will find a way to get me back. It could be. You know, Brett, jumping in on fantasy reality. Here are our headlines as we begin. Full slate of Major League Baseball games tonight and uh, some really good races, as Davis mentioned, coming down to the wire. Reds, Brewers coming up this week, too. Warriors targeting a Christmas return for Clay Thompson. It'll be good to see him in the first time in an NBA uniform in almost two years. Speaking of which, J.J. Watt, new team, activated off the physically unable to perform list. We'll see if this future Hall of Famer has a good season. Iowa State, Notre Dame, leading the way with three preseason All-Americans, hence the reason why Iowa State is in the top 25. 
Uh, Notre Dame Davis also with three preseason All-Americans. And, you know, the, the, the odds makers, and, and this year maybe not as much in the past, but they always make it so easy for Notre Dame Davis because it's like it doesn't matter who's on their team. They always are ranked in the top 10. They always have this softish type schedule. So essentially all they have to do is get within like the last couple of games of the season and still be in it. And they have a shot at the playoffs. I've always thought that's unfair, like ranking them so high always based on what? Well, it's because of stuff that existed before I was even alive. But like Notre Dame used to be like the football school, right? Like they, yeah. they you know, uh, they had all the coaches, they had the great players, they had, you know, uh, all, all this stuff. Notre Dame is like this big storied football university, kind of like uh, kind of like Penn State used to be a big storied, great football institution and then and then crumbled for, I mean, a lot of different reasons. I guess I don't know exactly what has led to Notre Dame crumbling. I, I guess because they are not in a conference and they're doing, they do that for money reasons. Like they generate way more TV income from not being mm-hmm. in a conference and being an independent because they know that Notre, being Notre Dame still has enough cachet to get national TV games to make the playoff despite being a bad team, you know, and they're able to get enough good teams on their schedule to set themselves up to have a playoff worthy, um, you know, resume or whatever. But yeah, I mean, like Craig, you would know better than I am. Or, or better than I do about like why Notre Dame is this big famous football school. Yeah, I mean they they won a lot of championships, but like Alabama's run is far better than Notre Dame's run. Like it does not even come close. Notre Dame was just ranked very high and always playing in the championship game, but not winning it every single year, especially in the eighties and and even into the nineties. But to me, they're one of the most overhyped teams every single year. And and when they get on the same field as Alabama or Clemson or LSU, one of these teams with a lot of athletes, Davis, they lose and they lose pretty badly. But it's their preseason ranking that always gets them into that spot. And and I think that's, that's probably going to be the case again this year going into the season for sure. Uh, J.J. Watt, I mentioned, is a Hall of Famer. Does that hold water with you? Am I accurate on that? Does, does he have to play another down to get into the Hall of Fame? I mean, I feel like J.J. Watt is such a – you know, a, a personality inside of the game of football, the 20 sack, he had multiple 20 sack seasons had a 17 sack season, you know, led the NFL in sacks twice, led the NFL in tackles for loss a bunch of times, uh, you know, one defensive player of the year, a couple times uh, has, you know, made the pro bowl, I think six times made the all NFL team a bunch of times. I feel like he probably will. Uh, I used to, I actually used to just be one of those guys who was like, you know what, JJ Watt, so phony like his whole person like try hard personality i used to like hate it but every time there was ever like a humanitarian thing like a flood oh, in houston yeah, like guy, guy would guy would like go out and like pull people out of the water with his bare hands he would you know blood drives and like i i will never say anything bad about jj watt ever again after seeing some of the things he's done because a lot of people will talk the talk a lot of people will donate money and things like that but J.J. Watt always really walked the walk, and I always really admired that about him. Yeah, during the hurricane, I, I believe he raised more money than any other foundation in the country when, when he did that through GoFundMe. And he kept popping on there, let's do more, let's do more. Just a great, great guy, no doubt. We'll see what happens this year with him uh, no longer in Houston. Speaking of which, not a peep on Deshaun Watson. We are two weeks away from the NFL season, and I have no idea what's going to happen with this guy. So... Uh, speaking of risky players, Watson's got to be one of them. How about some players in the top 20 that also could pose some potential risk if you draft them in your fantasy draft? Davis will have his. I'll have mine. 
next here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone has to take risks in your fantasy football draft, and it just comes down to when you choose to do it. Top 10, top 20, top 30, 40. Uh, in order to win these things, you, you got to take shots, Davis. And I know that you're a big shot taker because you, you just want to win and not worry about anything else. You finish eighth, 12th, first. It, it's all about winning this thing and taking home the big prize. But naturally, there are going to be players that are riskier than others in every league and some that you're willing to take a shot on and some that you just will pass on given their average draft position. So for our exercise today, I'd love to know who your biggest risk is inside the top 20 in fantasy football in 2021, and then I'll go ahead and I will give you mine. So who is the one player that carries the most trepidation for you? So for me, it is Derrick Henry. Uh, I think that a lot of people will be familiar with that at this point. We've talked about it enough, but it's not to say that I would never take him. Uh, And we're going to go over this draft a little bit more in detail, but I did my very first high stakes fantasy football draft of the year. I drafted in the uh, FFPC main event. That is $1,900 per entry, uh, $500,000 to first place of the overall contest. I'll do four or five of those this year. We had the number nine overall pick in that draft last night. And who did we select at number nine? Derrick Henry. Uh, Ezekiel Mm. Elliott was off the board. Alvin Kamara was off the board. This is a tight end premium format. So tight ends get 1.5 points per reception. So Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller were off the board. And we were considering maybe Stephon Diggs, maybe Saquon Barkley. And in the end, We decided to go with Derrick Henry because, you know, we felt, one, he has generally been 
a model of health. And even without the reception, it's, he has been a very consistent performer. Now, consistency is a little bit overrated. We prefer the guys who, you know, can have 35 points in a given week. And I think at 9, 10 overall, that is a range where I start to feel comfortable with Derrick Henry. Um you know, where he goes in drafts generally, you know, your average 12-team league with your buddies, he probably is going to go third overall. I would not take him third overall. I would not take him over Zeke. I would not take him over Kamara. And you'll see here in our handy little graphic, why is he the biggest risk? Look at his receptions per year, right? He just really uh, does not catch the ball. 13, 11, 15, 18, and 19. I mean, if he could even get to 35, that would be a pretty meaningful difference in how risky he was because basically catch 35 passes, that's like scoring three extra touchdowns compared to what he has done in full point PPR league. So I, I think Derrick Henry amongst the top 20 picks is the riskiest guy, but it's not to say that uh, that you could never take him. Yeah, it's really interesting because I thought he was a pretty good pass catcher coming out of college. I believe I was at the national championship game where Alabama played against LSU, and I think he caught a big pass and ran. Um, before I get to mine, is there any possibility that this number doubles, Davis? Like, is there any chance that that Tennessee decides, okay, you know what, we're going to give him 40 targets through the air and get, and get this guy 25, 30 receptions? But I guess that still wouldn't move the needle enough, right? Oh, it would move the needle ever so slightly, I would say it's a possibility. I never want to say it's not a possibility because, you know, when they have thrown Derrick Henry the ball in the past, he generally has done well with it. I, I think he he averages about one and a half receiving touchdowns per year despite having that low number of total receptions because what does Derrick Henry do? When that guy gets a full head of steam, no one is stopping him, right? Just you're not no. stopping Derrick Henry going ahead. So if you get him out there in space a little bit, he gets going in a straight line, like good luck to the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Indianapolis Colts tackling him. And look, you know, they they move on from Corey Davis. Maybe Julio Jones gets banged up. They also move on from Jonu Smith. So they have that that's two targets removed. They have guys like Des Fitzpatrick and Josh Reynolds and Anthony Ferkser as the complementary pass catching options there. I, I could see him scaling up. And if he does, I will be very wrong about this. And I will be happy to be wrong. I, I would Derrick Henry is like my type of guy. Like, you know, went to a huge school, a little undervalued in the NFL draft, crazy athlete. Like if this guy could just catch. 45 passes a year, I would draft him every year. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Maybe he'll double that number this year, but there's no indication of that, at least thus far. All right, my biggest risk going into the season in the top 20, keep in mind, we'll take later in the week, we'll take a look at somewhere between 20 and 40, is, uh, is, is got to be Ezekiel Elliott, who I loved coming out of college. And these numbers in 2016, those were mine. I had Ezekiel Elliott in every fantasy league. I loved him at Ohio State. 1,631 rushing yards his rookie season. My gosh. Like, I mean, how did that even happen? 15 rushing touchdowns. But what I really want to ask you about here, Davis, is the decline in two things. The yards per carry over the years and also the amount of rushes of 20 yards or more. 14 is rookie season. This number has declined significantly to the point last year where it was three. Now, Obviously, Dak Prescott being out for the season was a major, major factor in all of these numbers. But I think that he does carry some risk 
because there is a chance, Davis, that Zeke is done. There is that chance. We have to explore that possibility that he just doesn't have it anymore. It happens to running backs pretty quickly. Or maybe he just bounces right back and goes to what he was in 2018, as an example. So to me, that's why he carries a ton of risk going into the season. So I completely agree with your assessment that he carries a ton of risk. You know, there is risk in skill decline. There is risk in touchdown variance, right? Dak Prescott, very good rusher, especially close to the goal line. If Dak Prescott just randomly scores eight rushing touchdowns this season, that's basically going to directly take those away from Ezekiel Elliott. There are also, we haven't even said his name, but there's a little bit of risk that Tony Pollard just plays so tremendously well that Ezekiel Elliott goes from being 75% of the snaps to 65% of the snaps. And he goes from four targets a game to two and a half targets a game. And that would be, you know, all of that would just kind of make him more like Derrick Henry. I think there's some pretty clear signs of physical decline in Elliott. However, I mean, look, this has been a guy who we have accused of not being committed, of not keeping his body in shape by all reports. You know, he looks slimmer. He looks stronger. His trainer said a bunch of complimentary things about him. The team has said a bunch of complimentary things about him. So, you know, if you want to place any value in those reports, you at least have that out there for you. Um, The offensive line was, you know, also super banged up last year. You know, not only was Dak Prescott injured and not only was he having games with Ben DiNucci and Cooper Rush playing quarterback, but he also was playing behind a makeshift offensive line. If the offensive line is a little bit better, if the offensive line is a little bit healthier. But I, I agree with you. I actually think Elliott is as big of a risk as Derrick Henry is, but I think the risks are a little bit different. The way I would categorize their risk being different is that I think Elliott can actually lose a step as a runner. And I think he could be like 85% of what rookie and, and second year Ezekiel Elliott was and still be a huge fantasy value if the offense is good as I think. Now, an injury to Dak, the offensive line doesn't play as well. Even I think a wide receiver injury could have a cascading effect where you know, you're playing Cedric Wilson or Noah Brown instead of Michael Gallup, and that's a problem. That makes the offense a little bit worse. So I, I think there's a number of risk factors. The reason why I find myself wanting to take Zeke is I think that the 2021 Cowboys could be the 2013 Denver Broncos. I think they could be that efficient, and I think they could score that many points on offense. Yeah, with, with Dak healthy, you, you saw what the first couple of games uh, was last year. But uh, Zeke played in those games, too. So we'll see what happens into 2021. We'll continue to discuss risky players in fantasy football, help you out throughout the week, no doubt about that. Uh, All right. Well, uh, coming up next, interesting conversation about the Los Angeles Rams wide receiving core and just where the value is because they have a ton of active players who could be taken in your upcoming draft. And also our final look at the quarterback competition in Denver. I have a feeling pretty soon, could be tomorrow, we're going to find out who the starting quarterback is of the Broncos. We'll weigh in on the fantasy value and what that will do to some of the players coming up next right here on Sports Grid on Fantasy Sports today. So stay on the grid. We'll be back with more. Plus, we've got fantasy or reality in the Sports Grid 60. Don't go away.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Football seasons begin. Great way to follow us on social media is over on Twitter, and you can do so at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Of course, we are live here on the air almost 24 hours a day talking fantasy, talking sports wagering with you. But for those of you who only have little time, just go to our social media channels, follow us, and you can see videos posted every day. My guess is after this show is over, we will have a post from Fantasy Sports today on something that we discussed earlier in the show. Maybe it'll be on Saquon Barkley's odds. I have no idea what Rebecca and company are going to post, but they will have something for you at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. So check it out later today and forever right here on our uh, social media channels. All right. Uh, Rams wide receivers, definitely one of the more compelling, I think, topics going into the year because Davis Matthew Stafford provides a significant upgrade over Jared Goff. And if you look at Stafford's numbers over the course of his career, it tells you that someone's getting a bump here on the Rams. Someone is going to bump up uh, from where they were in the past. It's kind of hard to see through it. So that's why we have you here. Van Jefferson, who played at the University of Florida a couple of years ago, was drafted by the Rams, had kind of a, a little bit of an uneven season, I would say, last year. Talked about just learning the playbook and how much the difference will be with him going into this season as opposed to last year. Um, if I had to be honest, uh, you know, last year I was, you know, a rookie coming in, I was kind of, you know, in my head spinning and stuff like that, but, you know, uh, but I think I'm more comfortable now. Um, you know, last year was a lot of learning steps that I had that I need to learn a lot of things I need to know about the offense, but I think, uh, this off season and me, you know, just honing in on the playbook, you know, I'm a lot more comfortable in it. And, um, like I said, rookie year, it was just, you know, 
it was just a lot of things thrown at me, but you know, I handled it well. And, you know, but um, I think this year, you know, I'm, I'm really better at it and more comfortable in the offense. And Davis, this is no indictment on Jared Goff from like three years ago, because when Goff was at his best, he was throwing 30, 40 touchdowns and he looked like an elite quarterback and Todd Gurley was running, but it just everything fell apart over the last couple of years for him. Uh, so their wide receivers going into the season, Davis, I mean, someone is going to get a bump, I would think, with Stafford being there. If he plays 17 games, is he not going to throw 40 touchdowns? So where are they going? Are they going to Woods? Are they going to Cup? Is Jefferson, are you buying what he says there, that he was a little bit confused last year? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not in on Deshaun Jackson, but, uh, you know, these other names I'm not all that familiar with. And I, I've heard Atwell's name a ton in, in training camp. Maybe he's somebody as well. So it has spread out quite a bit in the McVay offense. Will it still be that way with Stafford or do, is there someone that is going to get a big bump here? That's not being drafted high enough. Yeah. Well, you know, they've had some guys in that third wide receiver role, Brandon cook, Sammy Watkins. I think their offense really missed the presence of Brandon cooks last year. You know, they were playing Josh Reynolds. They were playing Van Jefferson. They were playing more two tight end personnel last year than they had in years past. Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby both were pretty much full-time players, you know, 50% snap shares or more last year for the Los Angeles Rams. Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett departs. He is now a member of the Seattle Seahawks. The, the team really doesn't have a second tight end to play. You know, it's guys like Bryson Hopkins. They actually have Jacob Harris, who was a, a wide receiver in college that they are transitioning into tight ends. Unlikely he would be ready to be a tight end year one, though. I think the answer here is pretty simple. It's Robert Woods. It's Cooper Cup. Those guys are going to have fantastic fantasy seasons. I am not at all a fan of Van Jefferson. I thought he was a pretty bad real-life NFL draft selection when the team chose to take him. Uh, you know, just not a very productive player at Florida. He's overaged. He was a 24-year-old rookie. That's generally a, a pretty bad sign. You know, his best comparison are guys like, you know, Riley Ridley, you know, kind of bottom end of the roster guys. Now, Deshaun Jackson is not going to stay healthy, right? I would put it at about 0% that that guy plays 17 games. But Deshaun Jackson, even when he has been hurt over the last four or five years, when he has been on the field, you know, go back and look at uh, 2018, 32 years old in Tampa Bay. He was able to play in 12 games. He led the NFL in yards per reception and had four touchdowns on 41 receptions. That's pretty much what you're going to get out of him. If they get 10 healthy games out of him, I actually think there are going to be a couple weeks when you're like, oh man, do I pick up Deshaun Jackson and start him at wide receiver? And then for me, it's so hard to see with Atwell. Guy weighs like 155 pounds. Like I just imagine him getting tackled once, you know, full speed and just crumpling over. But second round draft pick, very productive, extremely fast player um, out of the University of Louisville. Maybe he is able to work his way into a part-time role in the NFL. But for me, it's Woods, it's Cup, Higby, and Daryl Henderson. Those are the guys who are going to produce for the Rams in fantasy. Yep, and speaking of Cup, Cup talked about just how talented the wide receiving core is with the additions, of course, of Deshaun Jackson, as Davis mentioned, and Atwell, and certainly the wide receiver room seems to be something that could be prominent for the Rams in 2021. I mean, I guess in some ways it's a luxury. You've got guys that, um, you know, you've got such a deep um, group of guys. That, and really the next best thing about it is that guys – aren't just locked in on, you know, one position. You guys want to learn the entire offense. So you really feel like you've got five guys that can play every position that you ask them to. So we'll move guys in and out. 
um, you know, run concepts for, you know, full groups, no matter what the formation, however, however you want formation, you can have Deshaun on the inside, me on the inside, Rob on the inside, Tutu on the inside, Ben on the inside. You're just not knowing where guys are going to end up at. Uh, it makes it really fun for us to be able to kind of move around this offense, you know, being able to, you know, run things, complementary routes to get other guys open and um, know that we're all playing off of each other and understanding that together as a, as a group is, uh, is great. And you've got the right guys in there, the right, uh, the right lack of ego to be able to play for each other. It's a, it's a good thing. It's pretty special. It does seem like that is you know, sort of the deal there. The Rams uh, receivers are not really the biggest names, but they put up some pretty good numbers. Uh, well, one receiver that could be the beneficiary of good quarterback play is Jerry Judy on the Denver Broncos. And Judy was asked the differences between his two quarterbacks in Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Uh, it, it kind of is because, you know, the, both of the guys, you know, they throw, they got a different type of spiral or um, air to the ball. You know, Drew more of a hard drill uh, and Teddy more of a, a floater. So, you know, you just got to adjust how certain way they throw the ball. So you really got to focus on each person on catching the ball when they come out of their hands. I think that we're finally going to get some clarity on this one, Davis. What's, what's so strange to me is that depending on – and maybe I'm completely not following the right people, but depending on who you follow, I feel like it's a different quarterback starting for the Broncos this season. Like I, like I thought I thought for sure Drew Locke was going to win it and Teddy Bridgewater was the backup, and now I'm seeing it's I – th- I think I read somewhere Teddy, it's Teddy Bridgewater's job now. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I didn't see that right. I mean, this is it. They're going to make a decision here in the next day or two. I think they said that after uh, the, the last preseason game, they were going to make that call. So we're going to know going into their game this week, and it could come tomorrow. Who, who's the starter? I mean, Drew Locke is starting week one. I, I pretty much have said that the entire time. I view this, uh, honestly, I kind of view it like the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance situation. Not that Teddy Bridgewater is Trey Lance, but like I, I felt pretty much the whole time, we should feel pretty confident that Drew Locke is going to be the guy uh, you know, taking over that this, this coaching staff picked him. He was a second round pick. He, what, what did he get? He went six and one at the end of the, that rookie season or six and two, maybe, which has given Broncos fans some hope they, he's given them just enough reason to believe he has just enough. I, I, you know, I think the physical tools actually are probably would keep the Broncos, both the front office and the fans. So invested because Drew Locke does have the physical tools. Like he, you know, he can roll out, throw off his back foot, 60 yards on a rope and, you know, hit, hit it into a trash can or whatever, like the, like the, the circus throws, he can make all of those kind of like Jameis actually kind of like Jameis and Taysom. Like you don't have any doubt that Jameis is the more physically talented quarterback than Taysom. He he is so much more accurate. He could throw the ball so much further down the field with accuracy. And I feel that way about Drew Locke, but same thing as with Jameis. The decision-making is so bad. He lets loose passes that, uh, you know, a good veteran NFL quarterback would would never throw in a million years. We, we have that famous quote from Drew Locke. Half the time the ball leaves my hand, I'm thinking, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. You just don't want your quarterback saying something like that. And actually, with the strength of the Broncos' defense and with Sutton and with Judy and Fant, and uh, Javante Williams and KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick and Seth Williams and Alberto Cui Boonham. I mean, there is an argument that no team is as deep with really solid skill position players on offense than the Denver Broncos. And if Jerry Judy takes the next leap, which by the way, I think that he might and turn into a real, you know, number one alpha wide receiver in the NFL, 
I think they could win 10 games at Teddy Bridgewater. Now, will that be enough in that division? Probably not. The Chargers are better. The Chiefs are better. There's going to be uh, very stiff competition in the AFC for that second wild card spot. But to me, Teddy gives them a better chance to win because he's going to keep the offense on schedule. So uh, over under three and a half games for Locke start. If he indeed is the starter at the beginning of the season, over under three and a half games. Um, I'll take over three and a half games because even if Locke gets benched after the first game, I mean, you see the, this is, this is Jameis Fitzpatrick, right? One quarterback starts and gets benched. Then the other quarterback starts and gets benched. Then the other quarterback comes back in. Like, like I think probably the, I think both of these guys get at least four starts in this upcoming season. I expect Bridgewater to play better, but again, Drew Locke is clearly the option that does provide them a little bit more ceiling at the quarterback position. Like we know what Teddy is. How about if I re-ask that question over under three and a half starts Davis to start the season for Drew Locke? Will he get pulled within the first four games? Uh, I am going under, I guess I don't know the Broncos schedule. I should look at the Broncos schedule. Well, my guess is under three and a half. Okay. It, it does happen to be pretty weak there for whatever reason, their schedule. I think two road games, Giants and Jaguars, I think, and then an easy home game. Not, not, a, not a tough schedule for them to start the season for Denver. Okay, we got to take a quick break. We got fantasy reality on deck, the Sports Grid 60. So stay on the grid. Davis and I will be right back in just two minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right. 
Craig and Davis back here with you on Fantasy Sports Today. And uh, Davis, like with no NFL preseason for 48 hours, what will you do with yourself for the next couple of nights? Will you actually like read a book, watch a movie? Uh, I mean, this is basically it. Your last week and a half, two weeks before it's all football all the time. Well, Craig, you know that I am uh, I'm a I'm a devotee of taking care of my mental health. So even in the, even in the middle of the fantasy football season, I'm still making time to meditate. I'm still reading my books, drinking my water, getting my exercise. So maybe I'll read a little bit more. Maybe uh, you know we'll go out to dinner. We'll we'll do something like that. But uh, yeah, I I will I will be enjoying my final last bit of downtime. The problem though is I got to get all these drafts in. I got to get I got to get all my high stakes drafts in. I got to finish out all of my underdog best ball teams. Like I I got to make sure that my teams are set and ready for the start of the year. Yeah, and uh, my big draft's coming up a week from Monday. So looking forward to it. All right, uh, let's kick it over to Brett Levy. He is standing by for today's fantasy or reality. All right. Well, Tom Brady had some interesting quotes yesterday saying he's going to plan to play until he can't, he doesn't feel like he can win a championship anymore, which raised a lot of questions. Well, how long can he be a championship quarterback? And brought this question to our attention. So, Davis, we'll start with you. Tom Brady will play longer in the NFL than LeBron James will in the NBA. Is this a fantasy or reality? You know what? This is a reality because it's easier to stick around on the bottom of an NBA roster. Um, And I think LeBron, by the way, is kind of of the mentality and the mindset and the athletic conditioning that he is going to be able to be a useful NBA player for a long time. we've, We've basically already seen him transition into his more natural position as he aged of being a point guard. That's kind of really the position he's played since he transitioned over to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's become a better shooter. He is, you know, still, you know, this amazing passer of uh, of the basketball as well. The one thing that could cause this to not be true is if he just says, I just want to start coaching. Like, why do I want to play? Why do I want to pay play for, you know, $5 million a year as the ninth man on the Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever when I could be a head coach and or or a GM or an owner of a team. I mean, Le- LeBron is a very rich man. LeBron already has part ownership of other sports teams. Very much would not surprise me if he decided he wanted to be a part owner of the Cavs, a part owner of the Lakers, a part owner of the Knicks, you know, whatever. But I, if he wants to, if LeBron wants to, he can play until he's 50 because he takes care of his body so well. And we, we know what he wants to do. We know he wants to play on a team with his son, right? I mean, he's, he's, I believe he's actually said that before. So I, I think it's a reality. I, I, Craig, how fun would LeBron playing at 50 be? Yeah, I think it's, so. So fantasy is what you got. You got, you got LeBron playing longer than Brady, just to be sure, right? Yeah, I, I'm saying, I'm saying that. LeBron will play longer if he wants to. That's my answer. Okay. Uh, I am going to say Tom Brady plays longer than LeBron. I am going to say fantasy as well. I think LeBron will outplay Brady. I say Brady has 2021 
and 2022, and that's the end. And I think LeBron plays one more season. So I have three more years of LeBron. I have two more years of Brady, so I'll say fantasy. But if you would have asked me this five years ago, uh, I would have not had Brady playing this long. I don't think anybody would have had Brady going and continuing to play and playing in Tampa Bay. But you know he's going I – mean, no matter what happens, Tom Brady's playing in 2022. Like, I mean, that that's a foregone conclusion. I think it just comes down to what he does in that season. And by the way, if he plays well in two years, I think this is a question. I think Brady could go longer than LeBron if that is the case. So I also will say fantasy LeBron outlasts Brady. Brett, you're on mute, bud. I, all right. Sorry about that. Got it fixed. Uh, so last night, uh, we had a lot of teams off in Major League Baseball. So the Orioles actually didn't lose last night. Neither did the New York Mets, Davis. Uh, but Baltimore has lost 18 in a row. So we got to ask, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. The Baltimore Orioles' 18-game losing streak ends tonight. Is this a fantasy or reality? Oh, man, this is really painful. I want the Orioles to break this streak. I mean, 18 games in a row. No, no team should have to go through this. this. This seems like entirely too much. I mean, here Miami is losing seven games in a row, and it's like the wheels have fallen off. Imagine losing for the entire month, which is what the Orioles have done. <laughs> thus far now here is the good news they got the pitcher going against them tonight in dylan bundy who was absolutely beatable but the angels are just a better team than the orioles and this guy watkins has a chance to really get smashed for baltimore i i can't do it i, I don't think that this is going to the major league baseball record but i have a feeling we're still going to be talking about the orioles and the streak tomorrow uh, I'm, I'm saying fantasy. I, I think they're going to lose tonight to the Angels. Angels are too good, even though I don't like Bundy at all, and, and certainly the Orioles would have a shot. I, I think this is going to continue tonight, unfortunately. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this as well. They're underdogs. They're up against the Angels. I guess they are at home, but I mean, the Angels. Look, they got they got good hitters, man. We got Joe Adele up. Joe Adele is doing his thing. Brandon Marsh is doing his thing. Uh, we have, you know, of course, Otani continuing to, you know, be Otani, Justin Upton back in the lineup. I, yeah, I, I definitely think that I am going to be going. Uh, I definitely think that uh, the Angels are going to win tonight. And, you know, if you're a Baltimore Orioles player, what is even your motivation to show up to work? Like, how much can you even I, – I always would love to get in the head of a baseball player on one of these teams. They're playing for absolutely nothing. Your teammates are probably, like, brand new. You got guys in and out, down to AAA, getting cut. You know, you, you know you're not going to be on a team with them next year. Like, what do you even care? Like, literally, what is anyone's motivation? I guess for contract purposes, you want your numbers to look good for your next contract. But, like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, the interesting thing also, Davis, is that uh, September 24th, it's a different conversation, right? Because there's only a few games left. There's still another month plus left of the season for for some of these teams so it's it's tough but yeah i i man i want i i can't stand the orioles losing I, any team losing this many games but i think it's gonna roll on brett all right well our last question of the day is about driver's license photos because no one likes their driver license photo but we have both of yours so davis we'll start with you you like your driver's license photo this is this a fantasy or reality 
Look at you that. know what? Actually, it's it. You know what? Mine, I don't think is that bad. I think it, it pretty much looks like me. What you don't want with your driver's license is for it to not look like you. Either you're you're super fat or you're you're really skinny, and so it makes you feel bad about yourself. I think I pretty much am probably the same weight. Uh, I think my hair looks good, right? I got it. I got it long. I got it shaggy. That's right how I like it. I mean. Is the is the photo they take in the driver's license office the most flattering? Do they care about the angle? Do they care about the lighting? You know, of course not. It's it's pretty much structured to not be a very flattering photo. But I have seen people with much worse driver's license photos than mine. And mine's real old too. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I think mine's like five years old. So I, I'm 29 now, so I would have been 24 then. Like uh, I, I think, it, and, and at least my facial hair is the same. I You know, I didn't have... Uh, what Craig has going on with the goatee? So mine's mine's fine. Like I don't know if I I don't know if I like it. Mine's fine. So I guess it's a reality. Like it's I wouldn't be ashamed to uh, to show my driver's license photo to the people here on Sports Grid TV. You've got like a uh, like a like a, a Heath Ledger thing going on there. You rest in peace. Like a you know cool looking you know five years ago. Where's my skateboard type look for sure? Now yeah, me on fine. the other hand. Yeah, yeah. Me, on the other hand, I don't know what I was thinking taking this picture with that. Like, my gosh, like, look at that goatee. Like, what in the world was that? I can't get away with that anymore. And I suppose I must not have been, I'm trying to think, was I on? I think I was on TV at the time that I did that. I must have just not been on for a while. But, yeah, I'm going to say that I don't like that photo. And it just, you know, what happened was basically yesterday I was forced to take it out of my wallet. I don't know why I did. I, I think I just had to look something up and I needed the numbers on it. And I said, you know, I think I need an updated picture of this because let's show the picture again. Davis, if you saw me coming and you needed and you said, can I have your driver's license? Like, would you accept that? Like, I would be like, man, that guy looks like he just did something wrong. Like, I, I don't know. That's a very questionable look there. I mean, I just like, uh, you know, we, we, we shared these photos earlier and I was just so shocked because what actually, the, there are two things about that photo that's interesting. Your hair color is way different and it's not like yeah. you're gray now. Like you don't have gray hair, you just have brown hair. But in the photo, you are jet black. You got the jet black goatee, you got the jet black hair. Now that might just be the lighting of the photo that they Could took. Be. But I, I thought I thought both of those things were really surprising. and. and I was thinking, though, like, you know, you live in South Florida, the whole thing, like goatees are like a thing down there, or at least they were. Now, I don't know if they are anymore, but I would imagine that's how you ended up wearing the goatees. Like, that was just how South Florida men carry themselves. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't know that if I still would to this day, but being on television now sort of precludes me from, from doing that. I don't, I don't think it would be a good look. And by the way, the goatee now would definitely have some gray, like a noticeable gray in, in the goatee uh so that picture i think is probably 10 years old when was the last time that you needed to show your driver's license picture for someone davis when was the last time you needed to take that out for proof of something you know what craig i still get id'd when i go to go buy cigars which i'll do every once in a while when i'm about to go golfing like we like you know we went to go golf uh this saturday and i went to go pick up some cigars and I, I would say it's like 40% of the time when I go to go do that, go to go buy cigars or, you know, I'm at the grocery store and I got to get, uh, got to get some, some wine or, you know, some of these, these seltzers for my lady friend. It's on the grocery list. Got to get the Trulies. I I'd say about 40% of the time they, they ask me for the ID, but which is, is funny because they don't even need the picture or anything. They just scan it now. 
I mean, they could they could not even have pictures on them, True. and you could just scan it, and that that's that's all they need. Because um, I, I literally think they have to scan it to get the register to to identify the transaction. But yeah, I, it happens to. I mean, it literally just happened to me last Friday. I went to go buy some cigars, and uh, they were like, "All right, I, I need to see your ID," which I guess is flattering in a way. Yes, I would love to have that happen the next time I go, I go shopping at Publix and buy a bottle of wine or champagne and, and say, I need to see your ID for that. I definitely would, would want that for sure. So, uh, well, if, if you have a driver's license photo that you don't like, send it over to us. Brett, did you ever come up with yours or you didn't? I, I think I've said, Brett, maybe show yours, but you didn't, you never did it, huh? Yeah. Did, 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 did you come through with that, Brett, or maybe next time? You did not do it. Good job, Brett. All right, fine. Maybe next time. Brett's probably looks like he's like 11 years old, but story for another day. Uh, if you have yours, send us over at SportsGrid on Twitter, and maybe we'll give you a retweet based on how good or how bad they look. We've got the SportsGrid 60 coming up next, and then, of course, we are out of here at the top of the hour, 2 o'clock Eastern. Scott Farrell, Coast to Coast, coming your way a little bit later today. Make sure you check him out, as well as the rest of the programming here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Also, again, follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid TV for the latest clips, news, and information, and predictions and help making you a better, better, giving you the inside edge. Get on the grid. Get back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So yesterday on my podcast, I had a former staffer from the Philadelphia Eagles on the show. That'll be out on Wednesday morning on uh, the Fantasy Sports Podcast Network. You'll be able to find that uh, if you listen to the show. But the the point that I thought was interesting that the former staffer raised, he worked in the analytics department, is that a lot of the job of the analytics staffer is 
properly communicating the analytic stuff to the football guys, which a lot of the times those guys are not going to have a lot of stuff in common. They're going to view things a very different way. And I kind of realized like that's just a very, very important life skill and everything. It's very important in what you and I do, Craig. Like we have these fantasy sports ideas. You know, mine, I got lots of wacky fantasy sports ideas, right? Uh, don't take Derrick Henry in the first round. People don't want to hear that, right? So, uh, you know, the, the skill in lots of these things in life, and I, and I think the, the best analytic staffers are the guys who can communicate these, you know, semi-radical ideas in a very conversational and approachable way. And that's, that's just a good life skill for everybody to have. Yeah, I love the uh, analytics discussions we do, especially during baseball season, for sure. Well, in a somewhat surprising development, the uh, University of Louisiana State has decided to only allow you to attend games this season if you are fully vaccinated or if you provide uh, evidence that you have tested negative for COVID-19. And the reason why that's surprising is it's the Southeastern Conference. Like the Southeastern part of the United States is typically probably one of the more unvaccinated areas in the country. So I think we all want to feel safe at our games this season, at our concerts or things that we go to. So we'll see if now in college football, arguably one of the top colleges in the country decides to set the bar for everybody else. Thanks to LTN for Danny and Ryan and Brett for David Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. Have a great day. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.